everyone. Welcome to Vicious Cycle, the podcast about periods and the people who get them. In this episode, we're so excited to be joined once again by comedian Molly Sanchez. You know her from last season on Vicious Cycle and from her own podcast, Red All Over. She joined us to talk about the sweeping 1990s novel, The Red Tent, which we read on the break between seasons. If you haven't read the book, it might be worth just real quick hitting pause, doing a quick Wikipedia catch up. But honestly, I think you'll enjoy the episode, even if you didn't read or don't remember the book. We had so much fun drinking wine, comparing red tent characters to sex in the city characters and at the end we did a really awesome why i cried and you know we just laughed so much so enjoy the episode hey listeners we are so excited for today's episode we've got uh one of our good friends back in the studio with us molly sanchez Woo! Hey! Thank you um, me. molly how have you been I have missed you guys a lot. I've missed you guys a lot, but I've been spreading the gospel about uh, withdrawal bleeds to everybody I know. (laughs) (laughs) So I've kept you in my heart. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Well, for those who don't recall, uh, one of our last episodes of season one, we had Molly in to uh, build a book club with us called Bleeding Rainbow. Brilliant. Uh, And we we read The Red Tent. So... Let's get into it. Let's launch Bleeding Rainbow. Hit it. (laughs) Periods in the book. I think I'll take a look. We love to read. We have to bleed. Mm. A bleeding rainbow. Bleeding rainbow. Bleeding rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) So close. So good. So, okay. So the book we read was The Red Tent by Anita Diamant. Um, I forget which year those came out. It was published in 97. Okay. Bill Clinton was president. Dolly was time. Heaven's Cult. Wow. Heaven's Gate Cult. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ooh, 97 was a good oh, yeah. year. Was a good Meg year. directed right. an sh- entire show about 1997, so she knows everything that happened that Molly year. Molly wrote for that one. Oh, yes. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Time out. We have to say what we're drinking and eating. Oh, yes, of course. Okay. Of course. Of course. Molly Sanchez, the loveliest, brought us a <laughs> bottle of red wine mm-hmm. and some honeyed cakes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because uh, in the book, they when the women go to the red tent, they always have like a feast of mm-hmm. honey cakes in the shape of vaginas. I couldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> are they really? Does it say that? Yeah. Are? Okay. Oh, like, are they like common triangle? Fashion? Yeah, they're triangle oh. shaped. Uh, I looked up a picture of it. It does not look like a vagina that I have seen, but it is very <laughs> triangular. Um, so they have that and they drink real sweet wine. I mm. think more like meaty than what we're having, but... Yeah, it really plays so nice. into the idea that we've always been craving a lot of food on our moon yeah. cycle. Absolutely, and just like the book, we are all sitting pantsless on some hay Absolutely. right now. Yes. <laughs> so that Correct. is accurate to the book. Ouchie, Wawa! <laughs> <laughs> I have thoughts about the hay. I, yes, I really want to talk about this. All right, we'll get there. Um, so this is a book. Anita Diamond, just for some background, is this uh, Jewish scholar she's written so many like nonfiction books about jewish culture and so it makes sense that she took on this uh biblical story of this woman who is mentioned once in genesis as kind of an afterthought and she sort of fills in her whole history so the history it tells the story first of uh these women who live in the desert and who all somehow become married to the same man we got your Rachel, your Leah, your Bilha, your Zilpa. I don't think I'm leaving anybody no, out. That's all. Um, and they marry a man named Jacob. Uh, they go on to, between all of them, sire many sons and one daughter. Uh, and this is the daughter that they take with them into the Red Tent, which is a place where once a month every woman in their neighborhood goes to menstruate and talk and laugh and share secrets. Uh, Can I ask a question? Yeah. Are they all menstruating at the same time? It I was me so to believe confused. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, and apparently it's synced with the moon. Mm-hmm. Like apparently right. they're all synced with the moon. Is that how it used to moon. be? I wonder so I think maybe when you have less like interference from things like mm-hmm. birth control and when you're all basically like eating almost the exact same diet. Uh, can you imagine? You're growing up together. I know that that whole like syncing up of periods doesn't necessarily hold water, but mm-hmm. I just think like if all those factors are the same every single day, for generations I feel like that just Mm. makes you more in tune yeah um so anyway uh they have this one daughter who they bring up in the red tent they move their family moves closer to Egypt and in 
coming into contact with Egypt, the daughter uh, falls in love with a prince there, is either raped or romanced, depending on which version of the story you read, and somehow through uh, seeking exacting revenge, her father, like, basically circumcises and kills everybody <laughs> in that family. She lays a curse. Like you do. <laughs> Classic in-laws meeting kind of thing. <laughs> and then, uh, she kind of lives the rest of her life as a, a single person almost. Uh, so yeah, that's the the short version of the story. Uh, did you guys like this book? I liked it in the end. I feel mm. like it took a while to get into everything and I was mm-hmm. like where's the blood um, <laughs> and I actually wrote in my notes this story really picks up when Rachel bleeds on an icon mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um oh, yeah. yeah I feel like it took like a hundred pages to pick up and I was like yes we're getting somewhere and I really liked the last third of the book uh-huh oh. yeah. yeah yeah I liked it okay I don't think this would ever have been a book that I would have read but I'm glad I did. I told my mom I was reading it and she was like, oh, that stupid book. <laughs> wow. I think Kathleen, I think it's it's too like woo woo oh, for her. And, the, and then woo. I thought about it and I was like, yeah, it is very, maybe that's why I'm not like really into it. It's, it's yeah. very much like mm, sisterhood. <laughs> what do you think? I loved it. Okay. <laughs> me too. One. I like the prologue. This really tracks. Oh my God. <laughs> the prologue made me cry. Me too. And it was like every chapter oh my made God, me, me cry. What? No. I mean, oh, wow. I, I I wrote down, I thought it was beautifully written and I wrote down a lot of favorite passages, but I definitely don't think I cried once. Oh my God. I like, I had a hard time stopping crying after I finished it and Kevin was like, are Look, you what okay? about, why? Explain, I your, explain so why. I can explain after for, you. For me, one, I, I love the, um, the power of, uh, menstruation in the book, but above everything else, it's like this idea that she sets up of continuing women's stories mm-hmm. and like just it's it's really beautiful it's like i i continue the story of my mother and i hope that the, you know by the end this woman is named after dina and she's like and maybe my story will continue through her but it's like when you think about it from like the bible where women's were just left completely out of it it's like such a beautiful thing to do for the women of these stories yeah. to be like no, i get that telling telling the story yeah that's what yeah. chokes me up too is Ugh. the whole like you know the idea that when Dina leaves it's no surprise that all of her mothers wither it's like there's so much of connection between mothers and daughters that is so sacred and like will always be and it just oh my god it destroys me Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. it's I am dead brutal and then Uh, she's like hearing like after she'd left what had happened to all the mamas oh Oh, uh, yeah um, yeah. So that's good. I'm glad that uh, we got some differing opinions. Yeah. 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 That's uh, good. <laughs> well, let's talk about your thoughts about uh, menstruation in the book. Um, I want to know the logistics of this red tent. Sure. Because I I had assumed <laughs> that the whole book would take place inside the red tent. <laughs> and I was like, why aren't we there? Why are we out in the... Pl- why are we talking let's about Let's get shape? back to that tent. It's safe. Men are don't want to come in because they're so disgusted by it. Yeah. Which is smart on the women's part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the logistics of the red tent. So what, what do you see when you walk in? Ooh, mm. ooh! I see. I in my head, it's low. It's low. Mm-hmm. It's not super low. I think you can stand, mm-hmm. but it's low. And there's just like piles of hay, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that you perch on like a goose. <laughs> right? Well, that's the thing. I don't think there's any kind of pad situation. So they're just like, <laughs> I'm doing it with my body, but it's like they're just like <laughs> they're squatting, straddling hay, and like letting the blood flow into it. Um, Do they? Catch you're right, like it? a goose. <laughs> In some cases, yeah, right? right? So, um, but not everybody, I think. What do you guys envision when you see the tent? Are we talking like, is there like, I don't know. Do people are there have rugs? Same are seats? Is it a same seat situation? <laughs> or their name has tags? To be. I think it's like the seven dwarves where like your name is on your little name. <laughs> yeah. <hay>. yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I don't mean to like bring up the old like adage, but I think it's probably stank in there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, no, that's like not, accurate. I think because yeah. people, I think, are not bathing in that time super frequently, and on top of that, you have all this like fresh blood and like I imagine it being hot in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's stank, but I think there's at the point where like you don't notice it. Yeah. Um, but it also, honestly, gang, it sounds like so much fucking fun. So much yes. fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Singing songs, braiding mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I 
romanticized it too hard in my mm-hmm. head. I like walk in, there's candles, there's pillows. <laughs> okay. The hay Netflix is like. Netflix is on in the corner. <laughs> right, yeah. And like there's just wine. There's just men pouring wine. Yeah. Um, oh. I also kept, no matter how hard I tried, I imagined the tent was actually red, which I'm sure, I'm sure it, it I, I think it is. Oh. Well, actually, you know, maybe that's more of like what goes on within right. it is yeah. red. But I don't know. I, I picture it I imagine it red. like red flowing cloth. No, I see that. Okay. I see that. Yeah. I definitely I, think it's like drunk Palooza, which is my favorite kind of vibe. As you know, like everything yeah. I write is that. Um, but it's definitely oh got God. that vibe where like people are getting drunk and like sharing secrets yeah. that yeah. they're not yeah. supposed to. There's a lot of, I imagine them all naked. Oh, that's a good point. They're I don't not know. Winnie it. Pooing it? <laughs> not Winnie Pooing it. <laughs> It's like when the three of us went to that Korean spa and we just were all walking around naked nicks. Yeah. That's yeah. what I imagine. But then for is. a while, we actually just wore towels around our waist, but had our boobs out. Yeah. It's my yeah. favorite go to towel move. I love that. <laughs> Tits out. out. Yeah. I think but it's everything a else very covered. confident move. Oh, it feels so good. You. It's a power move. Well, what, <laughs> I, what is cool about this that I didn't realize until this reading of it is like your week or whatever in the red tent is like the only weekend you get. Yeah. When you are oh. a woman in those times, you get basically they kind of lay out like two to three times when you can be lazy and relax. And one is this like one week a month where you are menstruating and that doesn't even happen until a certain time in your life necessarily. Mm-hmm. Two is in your like honeymoon week. Mm-hmm, but even yeah. then you're probably like getting pounded on the reg. So you <laughs> might not be. As relaxing as you want, depending on who you marry. <laughs> apparently, if you marry Jacob, it's like a dope time all the time. I mean, uh, apparently. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the third time is potentially when you're like laid up from childbirth. Right. Uh, so those are the mm-hmm. only times in your life that you can have a break from all this, honestly, 24-7 work. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that really made serving. me appreciate it more. Like, so much serving. Yeah. Uh, so that is what I like most about it. Mm. Um, um, I also, I just remembered... Um, so you were just talking about the smell of it. One of the passages I had written down was, I don't know. I It's out of context now what quote this is, but I imagine it's from Dina. It's after she, oh, because she talks about um, getting her period. I was squatting Ooh. to relieve myself when I noticed a smear on my thigh. It was brown yes. rather than red. I Definitely. wrote that down. So yeah. I, the two quotes I was going to read were both Rachel bleeding on the on the idol and it's brown but then she goes uh my blood will flow into the fresh straw filling the air with the salt smell of women Mm. so salty which i would have never add that to the song add that add (laughs) it it. yeah add it meg that's on page 170 of the trade paperback version i know because i wrote a note that said 170 all caps it's brown I love everybody's story of their like first period because it reminds yeah. me like it's so funny how timeless those stories are. Mm-hmm. Even though this is Anita Diamond imagining what it is like, it, it's still like Dina could call into this podcast and be like, she'd have some stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, in addition, I wanted to say I felt a kinship uh, with Rachel, who on page twenty four, like me, also faked her period. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yes. Yes. I wrote that down too. She crushed berries <laughs> into her Boy. thighs. Same Z. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was berry tweety toothpaste. <laughs> um, let's go back to Dina's first uh, time as a woman in the red tent. Mm. Now, gang, I read a lot of books, um, but this image of how they treat her when she gets mm. her period. Yeah. Uh, sticks with me oh. in a horrifying way. Oh. <laughs> what? Really? In like a very beautiful coming of age way that I would like to incorporate parts of it. But the thing that like makes me die is um, the part when they've got her real drunk. First of all, this is like a 12, 12 yeah. year old that they're just sh- wasting. They take her outside and they fucking, they use a statue basically to break her hymen. Uh, yeah. Okay, was that supposed to... Yes. It is is horrifying to me. I like... I I have literary reasons why I like it, but every time I read that, I'm like, oh, God, no. Full disclosure, I didn't... I was confused during that part, and I read it again, and I was like, what are they doing? And I thought it was just their way of collecting blood, but it was their way of, like, producing more blood to, like, give to the earth, or just to to make her a woman, and, like... It is, like... 
an uncomfortable scene. Like part of it is yeah. amazing. Like you love when like the women like bring her in and like pamper mm-hmm. her and you know, like that's exactly what you want when you're on your period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the, the ritual, I'm like, Oh damn, that's intense. That is so intense. intense. Yeah. But it is interesting too, because it kind of gets used against her later in the bartering because they, yeah. when they are trying to say, you know why Jacob should or shouldn't give her to the the prince's family. The prince's family counters by saying like she didn't even have a hymen. So like I don't I think oh. she's like the seal is broken. Basically, I thought they said that because she'd already had sex before they were married. They said it dub. They double down on it. I think mm. so. It just I think what is interesting and this happens in a couple different times in the book. It's when. The people from the country understand things way differently in this arena than people from the yeah. city. So yeah. people it, from the yeah. country have this ritual where the women sort of, for lack of a better word, take your hymen. Mm. And the people from the city think that that's like the man's job to do. And it was pretty much like the, this that Dina's family, like the women in her family, this was a unique thing to their family, that they, that right. they, they made the period so precious. And when her one cousin didn't get this same treatment oh the God. grandmother like disowned the cousin yes. i know uh, i like hurt for her that yeah. was so painful that like, her best friend slash cousin is just like mm, you're banished because yeah. your mom didn't give you didn't do the ritual yeah. that was one of the first things i wrote in my little note doc i said grandmother slaps a shit out of a noth a both tabia's mother for not capturing her first blood damn damn is that damn. rebecca yeah, yeah. Rebecca's Rebecca's grandmother. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the one thing I want to say about the whole like horrifyingness of the the period ceremony is it did the non horrifying parts did make me feel like I want to make periods special for my offspring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and my family, my the Hispanic side of my family, does this thing where like they buy the girls like a bouquet of roses and uh that didn't happen to me and my mom is like very open and and nice but it was always like i definitely had a sense that like my period is like (laughs) secret uh and i the one i don't i don't want it to be so secret in my family i want it to be like really celebrated because it is a special thing and it is sort of like unfortunately it's ushering you from girlhood into womanhood and womanhood is really really beautiful but also fucking hard yeah <laughs> and it'll be you know less hard when our daughters are alive but hard in different ways so yeah. it's worth it to be like welcome here you go <laughs> yeah i agree and i was like because uh one i loved the idea of like welcoming someone into this like you know monthly totally normal healthy thing you know um and and to make it as something to look forward to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of awesome because every month now we're just kind of like oh fuck you guys i feel like this podcast is is the reason i look forward to my period now because i write funny stories down yeah it totally is and just the fact that like we're the red test we are (laughs) you are you so are um, Welcome to our red tent, Molly. You. I'm so happy to be here. You can believe um, with us anytime. I think one of the other things that kind of constantly made me cry throughout the book was all the midwifery. Yeah, and like oh, that was so cool in of life. And one of the things I wrote down um, as like something that made me cry was the legend of Inanna and mm. just this one line: "Life comes from between our legs, and life costs blood." Mm. It's just like, damn. That's a good line. Wow. I mean, I, the only thing I could think of in every scene where there was a baby giving birth was like, oh my God, how horrible was childbirth up until probably 1937? I know. Like, Im- honestly. Imagine having an episiotomy drunk on wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's uh-huh. all and you like, get. And how... I mean, I'm, and I don't think this is apocryphal. I'm pretty sure this is how it was, where people, midwives could just like see a bo- see a pregnant belly and be, know exactly what yeah. to do. Like yeah. they were so in tune so... with the body and like how it gurgled or how it looked yeah. like, oh, that baby's breached or whatever. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, damn. Yeah. I got to tell you, midwifery is one of my fucking all time favorite subjects for uh, anything. Mm, I will mm. like, just I mean, like <laughs> she just did a line of midwifery. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, so yeah, this book is extremely my shit. Um, and then I, the sort of quote about babies that I like is on page 56. <laughs> 
uh, babies only come when women smile. I was like, yes, consent is so important. Oh, I love that. Oh, um, I didn't even. Yeah, I love that. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about your feelings about the sex. Oh, scene. I just thought it was so funny that there were so many parts where they would just be weeping and having uh, sex, but I don't think it was like a weeping of like pain. It was just wait. like they were so happy. Are you trying to say you've never been brought to cl- Crimax? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, be honest. <laughs> no. I, I don't too think pragmatic for ever that. Has anyone here ever Crimaxed? I like Fine. twice, like maybe. like like, but it's it felt but like, I have to be like you know the hormones. Wait, have are to you be right. crying out of joy? Out of I think just like all the, all of the like it's oh, like your body's feelings? apex where it's just like oh it's so much. I don't know. Maybe I just felt that there were so many scenes where like they were just like and then we leaped in each other's arms <laughs> for hours and I'm like boo. <laughs> like, <this laughs> sounds boring. Let's get back to the doing it. <laughs> I don't know. I've no, I don't fair. think I've ever weeped. I mean. Oh, I've weeped. I'm say it. <laughs> yeah. you know what? Oh, man. I haven't, I haven't wept. Um, oh, is that with a word? Okay, thanks, <laughs> English wept. major. Wept. No, weeped. if your vagina out, it's weep. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, really funny. But definitely Weeping like and seeping is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> I've queefed. <laughs> you try trifecta if you're weeping, <laughs> seeping, and queefing. That's the true Ooh. devil's three-way. That right? is the devil's three-way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wine we've been drinking. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. Um, I wrote oh, down boy. that if an arranged marriage meant that I get to have sex with Jacob, like sign me the fuck. <laughs> up. Jacob sounded like a babe a, until he wasn't, which makes me so mad. Yes. So um, upsetting. Yeah, I thought you know. So, uh, researching some of the book and like seeing some of the reviews, um, it was interesting because there are like some. Um, like differences between like the biblical telling of the story right. and Anita's yeah. first name basis. Please explain. Well, like one of the interesting ones I saw, which I I'm not super Bible person. Um, and in fact, my familiarity with the story was from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh. Okay, which okay. is about her brother Joseph. Oh, um, that's that Joseph. Yeah. Oh. And so, like, some of the things, like, they're like the brothers selling him into slavery, the brothers, like, committing murder. Whoa. Those are all, like, songs. So that's a blowing story. my mind. Yes. Okay. Is Dina in that so, musical? No, not at all. It's all about Damn her brothers. So, yeah. so, what happened? Can I take this? Yeah, yeah. It's in Genesis, and it talks about sort of the, it begins talking about the relationship with Jacob and Leah and. Sometimes it sidesteps Rachel and it just goes to Bilha or Zilpa, mm. where in Leah is like the woman of the family and Bilha and Zilpa are the sort of handmaids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Leah is barren and so says, basically, put my handmaid on my chest and have sex with her like on top of me basically like handmaids exactly so i'll connect this so and whatever baby this handmaid has is our baby Mm. and so that's how they beget the sons of jacob so in handmaid's tale the the show and the book the handmaids are trained at a place called the Rachel and Leah Center. What? Uh, they are the organization that the men belong to that is like the usurper bad guys is called the Sons of Jacob. <gasps> uh, and Gilead, which is the name of the sort of um, new city state that they live in, is a biblical term which means city drenched in blood. Whoa, shut so, up. This, this is, is so crazy. This is a really important text to read. It's just a fun uh, text to read. Uh, if you like The Handmaid's Tale. but um, Which you do because you have a podcast about yes. it, which is called... Read All Over. Download it. <laughs> yeah, listen to you. it. Um, but the big difference between uh, this story in the Bible and The Red Tent is in the story in the Bible, Dina is stolen from the family okay. and raped by the prince. That's mm. the biblical mm-hmm. right. context? Got it. Right. And it's just like a one sentence, like... No. Dina, the daughter, who we haven't mentioned before. Anyhow, Dina was raped. <laughs> and anywho, she to, was brutally raped. Doodly doodle. <laughs> right. So they're like, Dina was raped. They exact their judgment. And she went crazy and cursed the sons of Jacob. Mm. Whereas what's great about this retelling is it gives her 
agency yes. right and it gives her like sexual and romantic agency yes. that the bible didn't think to give her mm-hmm. right and it it you know it becomes less of a story of like brothers avenging honor as it is men stealing agency mm. and romantic agency mm-hmm. from women and it's it's fucked up yeah <laughs> so oh. fucked up i wanted to point out um that we've talked about this in like ancient times how people would use tampons and then mm. we sort of talked about contraception and early on Leah I think is the one who keeps getting pregnant right mm-hmm. by Jacob she's there was one point in the book where she <laughs> soaks a lock of wool in olive oil and places it in the mouth of her womb yeah. and we had talked about that like putting yeah. oil up your yeah. vagina and, and stuff which is fennel to keep fennel. Jacob's seed yeah. from taking root no. like man the things that women have to do to like not get pregnant yeah just yeah. come on the chest <laughs> come on come on, come on. get creative <laughs> especially parts one and two I just kept waiting honestly I kept waiting for the terrible rape I just felt like there was gonna be oh. some graphically told rape story and I was just like I can't I really like I'm trying to protect myself these days yeah so I haven't read hands made handmaid's tale handmaid's yet tale. That's um, fine. it's not a, a uplifting book <laughs> right yeah so I need to like be emotionally strong for it let's wait till Kamala gets elected yes. and then we can all yeah. dive into <laughs> handmaid's tale uh but so like parts one and two I was just like apprehensive and then the terrible thing in part two happens. Maybe it's part three. What terrible? But like the prince getting yeah. killed. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like life kind of, you know. Right after like the really good sex scene, yeah. I'm like, I can't mm. even have been able to recover. Yeah, they're weeping in bed. God. They're yeah. weeping yeah. They're all, so all over sad. each other. Weeping, seeping, So yeah. then, by the time it got to we're running. Yeah. It's very hard to say. Elmer Fudd could never. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. Say it again. It's Warren Rowe. Yeah. Yeah. Warren Rowe. Yeah. So when she comes and she kind of tells her story and she's like been burned and like her hair Mm -hmm. was cut off. She lost, I think, both her eyes or something um, by the hands of men. Um, Boo. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Men aren't. um, There's, But, you know, so a lot of the reviews I read actually... Can I read yes, some please. of yes. the reviews? Yes. yes. Unless, are, are there some topics you still want to explore? One last thing I want to touch it. on. On page 302, sh- she talks about, this is when Dina is old and remarried and making the trip to go see Joseph mm. as yeah. he's dying. Yeah. Or um, Jacob. Or Jacob. with Joseph. Jacob. Mm-hmm. She's going, yeah, my bad. Um, uh, and it talks about how she has this dream and her mothers come back to her after being dead and they come back to I'm gonna cry. Uh, they come back to her and they kind of usher her into menopause. I know. So beautiful. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Beautiful. Yeah. I am getting like yeah, chills they, like, just talking all about visit it. Like, her. Ugh. But it just like, it makes me so like sad and tingly and happy that like all these important parts of her life, her mothers are with her. And when she's yeah. the most lost is when she's the farthest from them yeah just, uh, uh, i call my mom i love it i love you I love it. i'm gonna call I love my mom <laughs> right now during okay. this book i uh, i connected with you kate in your love for paddington because <laughs> in this book i was like i just want a woman to fucking have a, a have life with no a, co- a no life. sadness let's, let's just like rewind real quick I've, i'm in love with the paddington bear movies <laughs> but i've cried at both of them because like immediately like tragedy befalls this little cute bear and i'm just like can we have just like 10 minutes where nothing bad happens to the bear <laughs> Kate's like, I just want to see a movie where a bear has a good time. And I was like, I just want to read a book with no problems. Just all solutions. This is is why I watch Parks and Rec on repeat in these dark times. Yeah, it's like, I just want to read a book about a woman who just has happy things happen to her. I don't know. And she dies of old age. (laughs) After the election, I was so raw with Parks and Rec when the town like turns on her. And I was just like, I fucking cannot (laughs) fucking Pawnee. Yeah. Fuck you, Maga hats. I hate them all. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I get what you're saying. I too yeah. would like. We always talk about on our our Handmaid's Tale podcast how like the wish we have for Elizabeth Moss, who's the main lady, who's Peggy from mm-hmm. Mad Men, yeah. is that she gets to play a role where like all she does is like sit in bubble baths and like get her pussy ate and like, yes! pet dogs and eat yes. cupcakes because she oh like always God. picks such fucking harrowing roles. Yeah. And I'm just like, I she want really her to does. have a good time Seriously. for once. A rom-com, yeah. Liz, come on. Please. Hey, listeners, just popping in real quick to shout out our friend's podcast, FMK Lit. It's a hoot. Take a listen. 
Hey, Claire. Hey, Neil. What you reading? A romance novel. Oh. That was judgy. Have you even ever read one? You know, I actually haven't. Why do you like them? Because there's a book out there for everyone's thing. Whatever your thing is. Really? What if your thing is finally having an office romance with that cute guy at the copier? Yep. What if your thing is firefighters? Yep. What if your thing is Bolshevik Russia? Yep. No matter what your thing, there's always some fucking and a happy ending. Like the kind of happy ending where people get married? Or like... A massage parlor happy ending. Oh, usually both. Oh, what if I don't like the book? Well, the best part is you can just play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. <gasps> so we could play Fuck, Mary Kill with literature. Yes. Let's call it Fuck, Mary Kill Lit. Fuck, Mary Kill Lit. That sounds like a podcast. That's the podcast we do. Oh, FMK Lit. Find us twice a month on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Doing it, doing it. explored the one star reviews on goodreads <laughs> yes oh my uh, so yeah but the one stars are really fun let's hear it right. uh, one of these I'm may have been written by my mom so excited. <laughs> um i'll start I'll, I'll start us easy easy does it star autumn heart heart says if she's going to write about sex she could at least use the correct words for it and not some fourth grade vocabulary what? i got so annoyed what, what? I know. Wait, I Molly has thoughts. Wait. Perfectly happy I'm during those scenes. I'm so mad. I was so happy <laughs> during those scenes. I assume she's using the words that she's using, which are like, I guess like sex to mean genitalia and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- because she's trying to be kind of old time biblical. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. You're not going to say like go to town on Rachel or <laughs> right something. <now. laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Jacob pulled out some porn star moves. Yeah. And, He's yeah. got some scrote juice. <laughs> Ew. More reviews. Uh from Brandy from Goodreads says, "So I started this book hoping to hear a good yarn about some characters from the Bible. What I got was a story full of lust. This story had <laughs> So much talk of sex, masturbation, bestiality, and other yeah. things of the sort that I felt very uncomfortable. And I have three children. It's like, does wow. that mean you've seen some shit? Or does that mean like... So you've had also sex at least three times? times. Yeah. And even I don't like this book. I've had sex thrice. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I would never <laughs> weep, see, or <laughs> those are the devil's doing. <laughs> All right, Brandy. When I conceived my children, there was a sheet between us with a hole in the middle. Which, no hate, no shade, if that's how you do. (laughs) This woman, I don't like. Um, Another fun one I thought was from Jenna on Goodreads. Can we all say depressing novel worse than Clan of the Cave Bear? Okay, worse that than is what? Wait, worse than what? Bullshit. Clan of the Cave Bear. I, I have no idea it's what like this a is. Young I do, adult gang. Female. No, it is horrendous. Clan of oh the Cave Bear God. is like one of the worst books I've ever read, and everybody loses their fucking minds. Women of a certain age fucking love this book. It's a uh, basically Neanderthal fan fiction where they're like, yes, all of us are one. Neanderthals except this one <laughs> who has huge jugs and is so good at sucking the D and shooting the mammoth. It's fucking dumb. Though I will say, John Delar, who's the uh, romantic male lead in this, oh, John Delar can get it, okay? <laughs> but it's also like they make him like the person who invented cunnilingus, basically. <laughs> Anyway. Job, really? Yeah. Clan of he the Cave really Bear can eat my ass and sucks and Red Tent is amazing. Oh my god. This is so funny. I love also how like oh. how casually you threw out John Delar. And it's John Delar! Like, yeah, so John Delar funny if his name was like like Rog Rog or something like really caveman. So Rog Rog can get, get it. it. So everybody else's name in the book is like Ugh or Rog Rog and the two leads are out of nowhere named Ayla and John Delar. It's uh-huh. like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> John Delar. John Delar. That's the next uh, name. Yeah. Of, that's the name of my first born. Meg, are you good at cunnilingus since you have a lot of Neanderthal in you? <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask. <laughs> Wait, is that because you have Neanderthal in your 23 and me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I was like in like 98th percentile or something. Whoa. I was like, okay. You do have a prominent you, brow. You do have a prominent brow. <laughs> 
And you she are making dead. a fire right now by hitting <laughs> rocks together. She can like deadlift the equivalent of a mammoth. So I mean, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that is strength. so stupid because they are both <laughs> books that talk about sex a lot in like mm-hmm. a very fun to read way. Yeah. But oh. Clan of the Cave Bear is trifling and this is a great work <laughs> of literature. So fuck that person. Oh um, okay, God. so here's some choice Male reviews. Oh my god! Um, I've got a couple longer ones, but I just couldn't bear to snip it. Uh, here's a shorty. Corey says, "I will never finish reading this." <laughs> <laughs> Corey, Corey. Uh, he goes on to say, "I hate misogynist books, and I hate misandrist books even more because they are so hypocritical." <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off so hard right now, Corey. Fuck right the fuck off. Men. Um, I hate misogyny, but what I hate more (laughs) is women. (laughs) What I find so strange about that is I think, I don't think that anybody could write a character like Jacob who we like so much until we don't that hates men. So true. Or Joseph, even. What's her second husband's name? Uh. (laughs) No, what's his name? I don't remember his name. He was a sweetheart. Very sweet. And they had nice. They had nice sex. I think nice it was rich. I just they to have good rich. Sex again. I think it's Richard. Brian oh no, wait, that's Benia. the guy my mom is dating. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Benia. Benia. This is from Jonathan. <clears throat> I was disappointed. Instead of reading about pastoral Middle Eastern women of 1700 BC, I found myself reading about liberal and enlightened 20th century. <laughs> Fuck those enlightened women. (laughs) Fuck them. Enlightened 20th century Western women who just happened to be herding sheep in 1700 BC. The men, of course, are timeless two-dimensional characters of ape-like males who molest children, have sex with sheep in the fields Mm -hmm. every night, lead poorly, stink horribly, and eat everything. In parentheses, <laughs> except for the one hero man in each generation who looks gorgeous, treats women like equals, falls head over heels in love, and is amazing in bed the first time every time. <laughs> what is he actually talking like, Jonathan, about? Jonathan, you have some like Bud. inside searching you need to do. Oh my God. I hate these books where women get treated like equals. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm trying to read about pastoral vibe. <laughs> Trying to get a picture of what it was like to be a shepherd. Why did you buy a book called The Red Tent, people? Why are you reading this? Bruh, there's a woman on the cover. <laughs> Read the blurb on the back. What did you expect? I have one more review to read. Joe on Goodreads says, I did not finish reading this book because on a personal level, I found it too disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) To begin with, it seemed that the book centered around the menstrual period of women. Yes, I know it is a fact of life, but come on. Do you have to be so uncouth? Oh my mm-hmm. God. Okay, Joe. I lose a lot of respect for authors who feel that the that by writing about such basic human things that they somehow are being truthful and honest. Can I deal with life? Sure. But that isn't the point. When I was in basic training in the oh army, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we still had the old wooden barracks and the row of toilets with no privacy between them. In high school, we had swimming in PE where we swam nude. However, <laughs> what? <laughs> nope. Wait, that's not okay. You no. should have called the no. authorities. Who was your coach? Who was your coach? I'm was not- it at Penn State? <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> However, <laughs> I'm not going to write about the guy who digs in his nose and eats snot. Babe. That is like what he's comparing oh, writing about menstruation to. But also, Jesus. write that book. Like, who? Sure. Yeah, write like, about- Also, I'm sure Chuck Palahniuk has already written that book. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck Such off. Come on. Come on. Fuck off. We I need knew. to expand what's acceptable to describe in literature. Right. Okay. Yeah. And in everything, to be honest. That, yeah. made, that review made... No, no sense. No, none Just of like, the sense. Men, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing is that like I do feel like men think that every and this is extends to a lot of men I know is that men think that ev- they get really uncomfortable when something isn't made for them because their yes. whole life everything has been made for about around 
mm-hmm. geared towards, built around, shoved in their faces. Right. Like, really and so just once when there's like a Ghostbusters, that like maybe right. one oh time, my God, like, read like my sexualizes a man, a man, they flip the fuck yeah. out. And it's read like, my labias, yeah. Ghostbusters 2020. Fuck that noise. <laughs> They're my- I'm boycotting that bullshit unless Leslie Jones is in it. <laughs> Do you guys know about this? They're yes. remaking it yes. with, yeah. With men. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Meg. Oh, okay. Okay, but honestly, whatever. There's movie. Well, sure. There's lots. Yes, any movie is welcome to be uh, made. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But it's like when that when the women's remake was made, it was like fucking World War Three. Right. And when a, a book like The Red Ten gets written that happens to not mention like the male plight for two seconds, right. yeah. they flip yeah. out. I know. And a lot of the male reviews were all the, and even some of the female reviews were just like, "There's not one good man in this book." She obviously hates men. She's like a feminist. Oh my god, it is! It really is. And to me, also because of like the whole Gillette thing and how men just feel like this is an attack on them as a whole species, and I'm like, it's not. This is saying like there are bad men. Like you can't deny that there are shitty dudes out there. Uh, Some who you know have sex with sheep in 1700 BC. And there are some who catcall women and bully people online or, you know, rape and murder. And if and you're defensive of that, then look into yourself. Yeah, look right? Why are you defensive? Yeah. And if anything, the they're missing, like I said, a big part of the red tint too is I think that Anita Diamant is questioning the ritual of circumcision, mm. which is a huge deal for a Jewish scholar to be kind of yeah. like tiptoeing around questioning circumcision. So if I was a man, that is the part that I would latch on to and be like, what is she trying to say here? What can yeah. we glean from this? This is the part that is explicitly about us. Yeah. How do I feel about this? Yeah. Mm. Good point. Yeah. Instead yeah, of being like, oh, periods, I don't <laughs> write about my nose boogers. This is some cheer <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> All us sex in the city, who do you think you are out of Dina's moms? Can you give us the archetype of yes, each one? Yes, 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 yes. So Leah, so this is my own personal do it, archetype. No, great. I, I feel like Molly, since she's read it twice, might have a better, but I think of Leah as being capable and focused. Mm-hmm. Rachel as being beautiful and creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zilpa as being kooky and spiritual. Uh, and Bilha as being quiet and sweet. Right. And Bilha is, I think, like the ingenue, like the young mm. special one. Interesting. Mm. I like that. Mm. I feel like it depends on what group I'm in. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I also don't think we all have to like be only one. Like sure. there can right. be two carries in this group. Right. Um, as a carry. You're such a <laughs> I think we're all, we all want to be carries right now. Um, I feel like I am a, <laughs> I feel like I'm a Lee in the streets and a Rachel in the sheets. <laughs> if I may be so bold. <laughs> I like that. I would say. I like that. I was going to say, I feel like I'm a Leah. Leah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got what one about you guys? Green eye, one blue eye. I have yeah. no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I like feel like you're, you're Bilha. Wait, which one's Bilha? Quiet. Again? Bilha is like the Cookie. youngest one. Which one's I, I think you're Zilpa. You're Zilpa. You're, Zilpa. you're definitely Zilpa, Zilpa man. Okay. Yeah. It's like a very Phoebe esque character. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Also, Zilpa yes. is the Phoebe. <laughs> so it's a Phoebes. Wow. If she's the Phoebes, then that's me. Um, <laughs> Leah's the Monica. Poor yeah. And I'm Monica. And Rachel's the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's so in. <laughs> Yes. Uh, this is my favorite shit. podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> Wait, who, so who, who, which one would you say you are, Meg? I don't know. Because I feel like I also feel most like Leah, um, but with a little Bilha, I think. Because oh. I think, you know, I can be that like quiet and I also like really like love my girls, yeah. you know, and I feel yeah. like that's like something that Bilha like mm-hmm. was like, she was so there for Rachel and yeah. I was like, I really yeah, like Yeah, you are that. that. I try that. You're nurturing. I try to be a- well, Molly, thank you so thank much you for guys. being on Vicious Cycle and talking about the Red Tent. Should Absolutely. we close it off with the theme song again? Periods in a book. I, I think I'll, I'll take, take a look. look. We love I'm to read. read. We, we have, have to bleed. bleed. A bleeding rainbow. Bleeding rainbow.
but don't take my word for it. Read the book for yourself. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Well, I do. I want to do a Why I Cried this week. Meg, want to hit us with the Why I Cried theme song? Why did I cry this week? Cry this week. Nobody's supposed to be here. When I talk about why I cried this week. I just walked into this recording from having watched the Broadway musical Come From Away. It's on tour in San Francisco as we speak. And I went to a matinee. Fun employment. It has everything a musical because you guys know that i cry at musicals like right off I, when i saw hairspray when i saw lion king when i all the times i've seen hamilton hairspray? you just yes when you people just, come together for when people come together for song yeah, yeah. and sing a wall of music at yep. you and you're just like oh my god like it just it i cry but this not only was that it had it had so so come from away is about um the true story of the 38 planes that were grounded in a small town in newfoundland at 9 11 um, on 9-11 uh, and this town of 7,000 people that rallied together to house the 7,000 people that were on planes from all over the world. They had to make food and, and house them and feed them. And, you know, it, it was like five days of just like humanity coming together. So not only is this a musical about that, it's about collective memory. It's about coming together, yeah. a national tragedy, acts of selflessness. And I knew that I, this this play would hit me, and I sat down. And as soon as it started, I just was weeping the <laughs> entire time, just just like single tears out of both my eyes the whole time. I wasn't like 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 sobbing. It was just like it was just my reaction was just to cry. It was so flipping beautiful. It's just like just like lovely, and yeah. it's just like coming together, collecting, and especially in our time now, because the whole theme of this story is like, and of this town is like, you would have done the same. Like anyone would have done this, and it's like, I don't know, would we have? Yeah, this America, would we have just dropped everything and like taken care of seven thousand people? I don't think this government would. Yeah. So, oh thank but you, Canada. Pe- maybe the people would. The people would, but yeah, our leaders would not. No, our and, leaders wouldn't. And it's but it just makes me like with all this bullshit that's going on high up it just reminds me that like we're better than that yes people and like are good. we would look out for each yeah. other welcome to the friends who have come from away welcome to the locals who have always said they'd stay if you're coming from toledo or you're coming from taipei because we come from everywhere we all come from away welcome to the rock i cried reading this book at the very end mm. okay. um it wasn't even like a poignant like line necessarily i think it was just talking about um women like being with each other to fend off the loneliness of like childbearing oh. um and it just made me think of how beautiful that is i know oh. <laughs> like a single tear <laughs> trickled oh. down my face and also those last lines about her talking about her name like yes. the two syllables one sweet and like one high and i that yeah. that was so so beautiful the like power of a name and how your name can carry like your whole story yes so beautiful oh um i cried too hard at the trailer for the miniseries of red Tent. <laughs> oh we're <laughs> gonna have to watch you, that good. is it okay it really? looks like it's pretty good it's got mini driver in it oh yeah. wow Minnie wow mini um, driver plays leia i believe i think so it feels like it's really? whitewashing a little bit so here's i meant to do my research on this because uh, they mention when she goes to egypt that she's like wow there's black people and i was like wait oh my a minute God. <laughs> yeah uh, who i'm confused so i didn't do any research on like yeah if you're from biblical times why are you white but um i don't really know yeah that's interesting i can't tell if it's whitewashing or like or they could have been they they could have been not so dark as yeah right well they talk so much shit about um is it bilha yeah bilha yeah my god they're like her hair was like uh, we didn't know what to do with her hair so she (laughs) was horribly (laughs) cast aside i'm like what the fuck people yeah yeah anyhow um sorry so you cried that, yeah. that was it like to the point where I like thought I was actually going to just need to cry so I was like okay this is just the music <laughs> you're such a bilha <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> I really am 
It's why, worth a watch. Why did you cry this week? Well, I practiced this the same way Meg practices talking to Mark Marin. <laughs> like I have, th- <laughs> I have thought about this uh, when I'm not on the podcast. But this week I had a very Kate moment where I like cried because I was verklempt at the Women's March because um, I was there with my mom. And also something that like is a cry trigger for me recently is like young, young, little little women uh, being out in the world and being happy and smart and empowered. Yes. So I saw all these like young, young girls with signs and I just fucking lost it. And uh, <laughs> the most notable other time I have lost it seeing something like this is when I went to go see Lady Gaga at Giant <laughs> Stadium. Uh, first of all, I had a, a handicap. I was drunk. <laughs> My friend and I got way too drunk and saw Lady Gaga and there was a little girl next to me and I started bawling. <laughs> she was there with her mom and poor baby, some adult woman me with like gin breath (laughs) leaned over to her and said listen to me (laughs) if you ever feel different or weird or like you don't belong look at all these people okay you belong with us you're born this way (laughs) okay good talk At the moment, I'm like, this is the most profound thing I can impart on the next right. generation. She will remember me and her. treasure me. <laughs> and in retrospect, it's like, no, you're fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> but I had a, a sense of that feeling at the women's march. I love that nice. the, the, the presence of young, empowered girls makes you cry. That's yeah. nice. Always rock on, tiny bitches. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode where we talked about the red tent and we talked about Sex in the City characters. <laughs> and we talked about friends characters. And Rachel's are always Rachel's. <laughs> and um, if you like this kind of like very rambling, very silly yet profound book talk, mm. please listen to my podcast. It's called Red All Over, A mm. Handmaid's Tale recap. Yes. It's basically everywhere where you get podcasts. And we uh, make The Handmaid's Tale fun again. Yay, so. <laughs> which is needed. You make and it bearable. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my BFF, Kelly Anakin, Woo. who runs oh, it with yay. me. Yeah. And if you guys have any thoughts about the Red Tent, please call our hotline. We'd love to hear your five-star reviews. So yeah. Corey and John, you can just zip it. Uh, 9106-Uterus. Call our hotline and let us know what you thought about the Red Tent. Hey, listeners. Join us next week when we interview Liz Plank. You've seen Liz on various amazing videos for Mike and Vox, and she's a regular on MSNBC, so she's kind of a big deal. She goes on there to talk about women in politics, feminism, and shit on Trump. It's very enjoyable. She's with us next week to talk about her menstrual journey, and we had so much fun talking to her, so we can't wait for you to hear it. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram, please rate and review us, and always remember, keep calm and bleed everywhere. Our theme song was performed by The Go Ahead. Check out more at thegoaheadmusic.com.